Hierhin. This week we are like week four of lockdown. Um, Vicky and I are in surprisingly great moods um, over the course of this week. Um, in this podcast we talk a lot about mental health and things that we find are helpful. Um, we talk a little bit about what we would love for the future, you know, after Corona times. Um, and yeah, Vicky, Vicky's hating on Trump <laughs> again, but no bloody wonder at the moment, really. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I uh, hope you enjoy. Have a laugh. <laughs> How's your day been? Not bad, not bad. How's your day? Yeah, not bad as well. I'm in a tremendous mood and I don't understand why. I am as well, Vicky. Well, cheers <laughs> to the weekend. Cheers to Friday. <laughs> I was feeling the same way as you last night as well, like unprecedented chirpiness at like 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock at night, nobody can do anything. Telly's <laughs> crap. Like, what's going on? But You've not been doing anything for long enough. Like, I think it's getting to a point where you just, you, this is life now. So we may as well just roll with it. Exactly. It's quite nice, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, we say this <laughs> until tomorrow. <laughs> it all comes crashing down. What are we at? Like four weeks of lockdown, <gasps> and there's three more weeks as of yesterday. Well, see, now I would like to know this. <laughs> Does this week count? It feels like too late in the week right, to be starting. Right. Another they week, know what they're it? doing. They know. Yeah, because it is three weeks, because it's, what, the 7th of May before they decide again? So that is three it's weeks like from yesterday. It's when they have school holidays and <laughs> they make them go back on a Thursday for a day. Aye, because they think, they think that that'll ease them in. Yeah, make them start back on a Thursday and just have a two-day week. Which is just shit. That is shit. Hey, that's going to be my future. <laughs> Two day, one day. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of countries that have implemented a four day week. I think. Yeah, but I'm out, I think plenty. I mean, right I, I don't think I would want. I still wouldn't want the Wednesday. Oh no! Nah. It would have to be a Friday. Yeah, or a Monday, but then Tuesday's Monday turning and Friday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. If you did a Thursday through a uh, sorry, a Tuesday through to Thursday week, would would life be better? I tell well, you what, you probably get a lot. Do. You probably, aye. but you would, um, you would maybe get a lot more done. I've always said that when I was nine to five, mm-hmm. when I got like a day off during the week, it was like not only could you watch Happy Days and <laughs> Frasier, but but you could, but you could go to the post office. What is it with you in this bloody post office? I don't know why. I feel like it used to be such a big part of my life. When I stayed in Edinburgh, it was such a pain if something didn't get delivered because you're staying in flats. Aye. No, nobody would give it to a neighbour. So you would then have to drive out to like Seafield or was it Seafield? It was even further than Seafield. It was like miles away. And when I didn't have a car and I had to do that on a bus, Aye. that was that was actual jokes and most people I knew didn't have a car so well, they had to do it on the bus all the time I mean no 
I just it's always just stuck with me like, <laughs> like going to the post office as an expedition was a total treat like if you could just do it guilt free you don't have to like go in late or like you know leave early just to go to the post office because you're made to feel like an absolute cretin if you need to do something like that in normal nine to five life i thought you were gonna say if you needed to go and get stamped i'm like i don't (laughs) think you're a cretin no but if you have to take like you need to have a doctor's appointment or like it's like like you're begging for your life You know, it's fucking horrible. I've been away from that kind of lifestyle for a long time, though. Like, I've been quite lucky. Yeah, yeah, you forget that you actually used to have to be like, please, may I? (laughs) Please, may I have some time off of my scheduled amount of days that I'm allowed in the year? (laughs) Please, can you give me it at this time? I need to see a doctor and they don't open past five. (laughs) No, they keep the same working hours as we do. (laughs) everyone works the same shift in this world like <laughs> um I, I have you felt very nostalgic during your lockdown a little bit i have well i know but i think you would anyway yeah because you're at home yeah. and like you've got all your homey stuff around about you do you know what i mean yeah. that's not your normal whereas <sighs> i don't know i don't feel I do feel nostalgic in some respect of remember that time I went to Primark and bought whatever I wanted. <laughs> it's maybe because I've been watching old telly. I, I, watched, so. I mean, that won't help. All of Vakura Dibley, all of Daniel Ladies. I've just started watching Fresh Meat again and it's just, it's about students. So it's just made me think about getting just drunk. Life. Student life. And I'm just contemplating, like, getting hammered. I, I'm up for it, mate. <laughs> um, I could have yeah. had a drink at 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> well, I actually had a fair bit on today, so I, I didn't get finished up until, like, half five. But, oh, okay. um, but I, yeah, I did pour a little glass of red when it was all done. Good. I'm on to my third beer. Yeah, good job. I've got one of those Coronas left. I had one last night before my dinner. Gotta keep Corona in business, guys. <laughs> yeah. I did think about it today, getting another stash delivered. Yeah. But now that I'm actually out of lockdown, I can venture out myself. Oh I might do my that. Oh, my God. I know. You could go to the post office. <laughs> I can go to the post office. <laughs> post office. Post office. That's a uh, scotch and rye. Uh-huh. There's a there's a sketch where the two oldies hold up the post office. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I'll never, I'll never get by getting it called the post office. <laughs> My dad's obsessed with the post office. He says that he's lucky when lottery tickets come for well, well, maybe. Well, he's maybe. won like thirty quid. He's, oh yeah, yeah. only a winner. <laughs> I remember we were talking about scratch cards the other night there yeah. and my grand won loads of money on one. That came for there as well. Oh, let's go to the post office. Post office. <laughs> um, so we thought about talking about um, some mental health tips. Yeah, during this trip of time. We seem to be nailing it between us. <laughs> I mean, what? I think so. I don't, I don't I know. I'm, I mean, we're uh, well. I know. I'm definitely we're having some lows. Um, oh yeah, and I know you are as well. But I think yeah, sure. now that you're going to be able to get out, I think that that'll will help. 
I know you're not obsessed with outside world. I know what you're going to say. I'm not really that bothered. Um, but <laughs> think of the why. endorphins. Someone please <laughs> think of the endorphins. I've been exercising. That's one of my tips. I, for the first time in my life, I'm doing more I'm more than just yoga. I'm doing squats and press-ups. Oh, my goody aunt. Yoga doesn't make me sweat at all. Yeah. Like, you take your breathing, you're just moving from pose to pose, you're holding them for, like, five breaths. It's not strenuous. But the squats Poof. make me actual sweat. Mate, that's what popped my back. I did 100 squats the next day. I couldn't that's not enough endorphins for you. Well, aye, I'll give you that, but... No, because outsideness is good. Like I went, I am outside in the garden like five times a day right. minimum. I know, but I I, think... I've been doing handstands as well because it's dry. Mm-hmm. I've been doing handstands as well. It's to out, be nice so. weather for the next like two weeks. Very, really, honestly, I said this right at the start. Oh, I'm right. so glad it's at this time and not dead of winter. I know. Because I probably killed myself in a. No, I mean, that's a bit dramatic. <laughs> but, like, I'd be on the verge. I'm, <laughs> I'm seasoning with <laughs> my arse hanging out. <laughs> that is sunbathing for the future. <laughs> I used to do it in when we were down that flat that you were spewed in the hall. Oh, memories. <laughs> when I was in that flat, it had big, massive windows, so we could open them up and lie <laughs> in your living room and sunbathe for like a good amount of time of the day and then you could move to the kitchen and do it for like the they sunset. Were, aye, they were good windies. That yeah. was a good yeah. flat. But it was a nice flat, yeah. I, get, I forgot about the fact that I spewed in the hall and all <laughs> with your new neighbours. They were brand new neighbours. They were only in there for like four days Where or were something. Where they from? Poland? Did I make that uh, up? I can't even remember what they look like or anything. <laughs> they didn't stay there much longer and I didn't talk to them after. <laughs> But yeah, they got a bowl and everything for you to spew in. I know, see? They are sweet people. Yeah, good eggs, yeah. They could have been nice neighbours to take a partial in for me. Sorry, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I spewed in a March and Spencer's bag on the way home that night. My mum gave me a carrier bag Aye. and she said, it's not, it's not just any bag, it's a March Aye. and Spencer's bag. But it wasn't a bag for life either, you know? That's, no. You've up, they are too expensive. They're too expensive. Um, what's your number one uh, tip? Get outside. <laughs> just get outside. No, I mean, for for mental health, I suppose it depends. Like, there's obviously different aspects of it right now. I think, in a more serious note, everybody is experiencing some sort of trouble with their mental health. I think mm-hmm. it would be abnormal not to. Um, yeah. a lot of people aren't getting to see their families they're not getting to do the things they normally do they don't get to do the things that they enjoy a lot of strong-willed people that usually don't suffer from this kind of thing will be really struggling um, yeah. so I think it's just noticing that it's okay to feel like that it's okay to not know what's going to happen right now I feel like a broken yeah. record in saying that because I do try and say that a lot right now I think it's a little bit different for those of us who have pre-existing stuff um so my my number one tip for those that seem to be suffering without normally having to go through these kind of procedures they'll probably be in a worse situation than the people who normally do because you'll find a lot of people that 
normally have anxiety, depression, any of the other um, main ones, will probably in sort of coping bubble just to yeah. try and get through how they normally would. But, yeah. you know, I, I myself... have a toolkit already. Yeah, because, I mean, it's the same. I'll use myself as an example. Like, mm-hmm. I know that I am 100% always preparing for the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, yeah. I'm having a good day, bad day, whatever. It's always got to look at the worst case scenario. So this is quite a bad scenario. Um, mm-hmm. You've got a lot of people around about you that are, as I said, they're usually like really strong, really feeling it. Like they've got their shit together. You know, a lot of people are, and they're not okay right now. And yeah, me, I'm used to being able to just like, somebody throws a lifeline or I just like grab onto somebody to get me back out of my spiral yeah. into like a, a downward a, down, a downward spiral but right now that's that's not happening so I think that we and we have like backup I'm, I'm saying we as in people that have pre-existing yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we have like pre, pre-existing stuff yeah so we have like backups because we're preparing for the worst case scenario, whereas a lot of people will be feeling really unsettled um, and and abnormal, as I said, like just not not the normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so for for those people, I think like my number one tip is to get out and exercise or get in and exercise or whatever. Yeah. Um, walk around the garden if you have to. Like it's just it is a scientific thing that when you, you you're moving, your endorphins are released and your endorphins will kickstart yeah. you know good moods i think that is one of my my main tips i don't know i i, I think that's a bit cliche in some respects no i don't think it is i think everything about what we're going through seems like a cliche to people who don't use them on a day-to-day basis yeah i suppose like, meditation uh, and stuff my, yeah mine's is meditation do something creative that isn't screen based mm-hmm. and Currently, currently it's exercising but cooking usually is my yeah. is my go-to. I seem to be I, I seem to be doing a lot of things that I wouldn't normally do like yeah. we, you know we made bread together um yeah. you know I made banana bread last night which was just a disaster I don't but, know what you've done wrong there oh, you didn't mate, describe what, what I, happened I, well I did too but uh-huh. I put an extra banana in the second one and I think it was just yeah. too watery yeah, maybe. And then I had the oven on for a pure ages and I'm like, why the hell is that not cooked yet? Yeah, it was like 120 degrees instead of oh, 108. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. the first one came out. Too. Yeah, the first one came out okay. But yeah. um, it was like a wee bit of squelchy in the middle. So I think it could have done with a wee bit longer. Yeah. But by that point, like, it'd be... Did you not get your skewer? Did you not get your skewer? Oh, aye, I did die. But it came out fine. Aye. Lied to me. But um, Nana's quite a tough one because it is quite a wet mix. I know, and it's actually yeah. a moist cake. I know. Sometimes I feel like it's right, but it's not quite right. Aye, but my, uh, my auntie once made a banana bread that was purple on the inside, and I remember being like amazed by this. But apparently, it's like if no, it's some uh, potassium reaction oh, that sometimes. Well, yeah, that would actually be true. Like cool, yeah. That is quite cool. Why are we not doing that? That's my favourite one because it's K on the uh, <laughs> on the periodic table. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question for pop quiz question. I know. I good... always get it. I'm like, I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> know that one. Um, but yeah, like if if you've like me, 
I have a whole list of things that I do to just make myself feel better on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. If you don't already have those things, it's time to fucking find them in my book. And I think this is like world-changing moment because I think having things to occupy yourself that you do on your own Mm -hmm. will really change how we work as a society and like globally I'm talking quite specifically about people who find their entertainment from going out and shopping and spending money and you know that's their only source of like entertainment value in the week we obviously don't have that at the moment Mm -hmm. and I think consumer habits on the whole need to radically change in order to like prevent us using all our resources before we've got time to let the planet recover a little bit and I'm hoping that if people find stuff that they find interesting to do in home yeah, I think yeah, I think to be honest with you, like before, even before this happened, and you are spe- like I'm speaking as someone who do, does enjoy going shopping. I do for yeah. you know I I am a consumer. I don't do it often, but yeah. you know th- th- I do enjoy it. But I think even before this all kind of happened, you were getting we were know, we've spoken about it before, like the plastic change and stuff like that is happening, which is fantastic. There's becoming more vegan friendly um, yeah. products and, and most well-known high street shops. You've got recycled leggings, you know, things like that. Brilliant as well. They're a wee bit high waisted, so I couldn't really sit comfortably. But, Yes, but um, but they're recycled. Yeah, so care. yeah, but it's just that I mean they're starting to bring all these kind of aspects in, which is I mean it should have been done years ago, but we're here now. And I yeah. think before this happened, as I said, like it, things have changed. Like obviously, I've been out to charity shops for a while, but mm-hmm. I, I mean I love a good rate ground. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older as well, but like there comes a time in your life. Come an avid charity shop holder. <laughs> Like um, you yeah. call them op shops in Australia, and I think that's a we should take that op, op shops. shops. Yeah, thrift shops. Like opportunity. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I like that actually. Op shops. Op yeah. shop. It sounds cooler. It just sounds cooler. Like a pop up shop. Yeah, a thrift, a thrift store. If you're one of my American <laughs> friends, nah, no, I'm not having that. <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of people are in it like they're upcycling and all that yeah. different stuff. So I think having all of that going on before the, the fact that we can't get out and buy stuff, I don't think that's going to be a bad thing because no. you'll probably find the other side of this. A lot of people have nice new cabinets that they've made out of old things. You know, yeah. I've saw two different people on my Facebook in the last few weeks that have made furniture uh-huh. that I would never have pinned as people who made furniture. No, and I, I mean, I'm the same. Obviously, I've got like, I, I'm quite into that kind of stuff. So like mm-hmm. the, the decorating aspect. So I've got quite a lot of that on my, my social media. So like I, I'm looking and seeing different people getting different ideas from old pallets, making like little bits for for bird feeders and yeah. squirrel tables and all these silly things but but you know it's it's given people a distraction plus it's reusing old things so you know yeah. I do think it is you a start about, of change of, yeah. some, of some aspect you hear about people like complaining I, I feel there's like this trope of like n- like working for 
to just for the weekend and this sort of living life um just to to be finished work yeah that's definitely more this country than a lot of people like a, a lot of different countries yeah we, we uh, i mean we do experience that especially like well i look at it in comparison to america because i do have some friends over there but on when you look at the west coast like they start work at like five o'clock six o'clock in the morning but they finish at two o'clock in the afternoon and that's it they don't go mm-hmm. back on and look at their emails they don't mm-hmm. constantly think that they have to be present when a work five aspect. o'clock in the morning yeah because they're what eight hours behind us yeah. yeah eight hours behind us and it'll be three um behind uh east coast which is how productive are you at five o'clock in the morning mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then if you think about it, that it could be the same. The same for me. Like I start work at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and that I've done that for all my working life, apart from like yeah. two weeks at the start of when I had a job. I would start at nine because I had to get the bus. Like yeah. the rest of it, I've started at eight o'clock in the morning. So that's my normal. Yeah. I, I know that I'm productive. I, I, I suppose it, again, it depends on what kind of person you are, but yeah. I have had to start work early. I've had to start, uh, like, do do meetings at two o'clock in the morning and things like that. And as a one-off, obviously, it's exhausting. But when you start to get used to these kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, but that's in comparison to this country and, and the East Coast of America, because I do know that my friends do suffer with that as well. Like, the, the having to start at nine o'clock, having to continue working until like seven eight o'clock at night yeah you know because they feel like that has and I mean there's probably aspects of my industry that does come into that but yeah. you know still I uh, know it was the same for us if we were working when I was working in agencies like not freelancing mm-hmm. you were expected to just stay if it was if it was to be done someone would be there yeah. to do it over to time is not a thing no. You know, so there was no reward for doing it apart from it had to be done. And there's only so much of that you can ask of people, I think. And this now most people realising that they can work from home. I'm hoping that actual contact time in offices changes a lot more. And I think that um, I've been wrecking my brain because the guy I'm working for just now had said something to me the last time we had like a proper catch up about like not he wasn't presentist. And I'm sure that's the word he said, but I have never heard, I've never it heard of that in my life. I mean, yeah, I'm not like, an English major, but like, no, nah, <laughs> So it was like he's not going to like kick off if I'm not at the laptop between like the agreed working hours because he knows I get the work done. So like, if I wanted to do it later or I wanted to do it earlier or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's said. But he used that word, and I think that actual the idea of people get their work done and to be like, I think. There's a value to the work, which is your salary. Uh-huh. That's not dependent on the time yeah. spent at a day. We, we, yeah, I don't think we should be conditioned to be expected to... Yeah, and I think that's a very British thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think... And I can only like go from my industry and yeah. the jobs that I've been in. And like since, I'd say now for the past at least eight years I have been able to do that I have been able to start work at eight o'clock if I feel like it, if I don't feel like it or something else is going on I can start at 10 o'clock and then 
go away for a couple of hours and then come back and make up at night. As long as the work's done, I've been working. Mm-hmm. I've been in the fortunate situation to be working with people that they they trust me. Yeah. But I have also been in the set at the start of my career. It was a case of if you were two minutes past eight o'clock in the morning, yeah. you know, we got we got a rollicking for that, yeah. and that had to be you know, made up at the end of the day and explained why you were two minutes late, like all this all yeah. this kind of stuff. But I think as we move forward, especially now with all of this and the different technology that people have all of a sudden managed to come up with overnight to allow people to work yeah. from home, I think it gives us a little bit more of a, a footing. Yeah. I suppose maybe not you and I, but other people no. who don't normally work from home. Yeah, gives- it's empowering. Yeah. Like you, you to know that, you're trusted to just get the work done there's a sort of there's a unwritten thing between someone that's employing you and you as an employee that you know they trust you you're earning your money you're not there slaving doing nothing like some of the worst positions I've been in and I know a lot of friends are in these positions are people who do very little in the day but they are okay they're making probably not great money but like they're making a fairly good salary especially compared to people who work in care homes and NHS nurses they're making a good salary but they're 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 just sitting at a desk and they have to look like they're working there's a word for that but I can't fucking remember it off the top of my head to look like you're working but not actually do anything and um and it's it's soul destroying Oh, you'd rather have stuff to do in the day and get the day over and done with like the best shift you ever had is one where you just didn't realize it was by lunchtime and you have oh i'm hungry now okay yeah and then you and then boom the day's done like you're in the zone you're in a flow state and you're working yeah that if that happens twice in the week that's sound like that's enough yeah you're probably going to get as much done as you would if you were tied to the desk you know, nine to five. I, I, I mean, I do think that that's when all of this different stuff will, will actually come into play. Like the fact that yeah. working two days a week off a day back on two days a week. Yeah. I think it will be. What worries me is that the technology will get. So I'm guessing that a lot of institutions have had to rely on te- existing tech, like that people already used to get the sort of work at home flow sorted because i can imagine like most people don't use t- like slack yeah or, or teams or you know, teams. yeah Skype like or i'm saying yeah so like i'm guessing that like facebook messengers probably come up trumps whatsapp's probably been used a lot yeah, for work calls and i'm wondering what's the what will be the result of that in terms of um because if they can monetize it they will and if they think it's for business, they'll, yeah, I mean, 100%. every version of this has a business account, you know. So um, I'm wondering what the offshoot will be if if they've caught on that people are starting to use existing tech to keep their business afloat. Um, but yeah, that's, that's another step. I mean, in general, I think that technology should have better um, restrictions and guidelines to how it's used because it's now becoming a, a utility um, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I guess that that also, yeah, a little bit. That also feeds into to, to mental health as well. Having the yeah. amount of technology that we do right now isn't necessarily a bit a, a good thing. And and yeah. in this aspect, like the fact that families are separated, people are self isolating from for whatever reasons. Perhaps they work in um, 
hospitals or whatever they're they've just taken that step and they will still be able to see their kids um mm-hmm. that i mean that's fantastic the fact that i could move to the other side of the world and i'd still be able to facetime my mum and dad amazing yeah. but it's it's the constant i, I mean i know i'm addicted to it it's yeah. the first thing I do. I wake up in the middle of the night. I check my phone. I'm not checking yeah. my phone for me- like messages. I'm checking Facebook. I'm checking yeah. my Facebook memories. I'm <laughs> looking at Instagram to see somebody wow. posted something else. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just I know I'm addicted to that. Yeah. But when you've got and I've said this, I don't know how many times we we have a friend that has a young daughter who is in high school, and that is now part of the norm. If you don't have a phone, you're the weirdo. And yeah, the, but the amount of stuff that they're looking at and comparing themselves with, we do it, and we're thirty years old. Like, yeah, I mean, I I, I do it differently because I'm I compare myself to artists. We've talked about this yeah, before. Your Instagram and my Instagram are very Completely. different beasts. Um, but I find it inspiring, and I look at things. And I'm like, oh my god, I could try something like that. I, I I'm not trying to sell any of the work that I do, and I am like essentially ripping off a load of people that I see every day because they're like I mean the one I put done today I finished today the girl that I I did the big eyed women for this is a bit bit shitty for a podcast (laughs) but but, uh, there's a girl called Chloe Says on Instagram and her line work is insane and I've been messaging her for like months telling her how like weirded out I can't believe that she's physically doing these like I can't believe that she's drawn these lines by hand because they're perfect yeah. so I, I started doing that last night and I'm like but I'm I'm seeing things that make me want to do better things. at what yeah. I do I'm 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 lucky I don't hate my body but if I was looking at people all day every day I might start to hate my body yeah. and I, you know? I, I mean I don't I don't you know you know I don't like anything really about me but yeah. I I'm not I, I don't think I'll look at <sighs> I try and com- it's um it's difficult to explain, but I try and decompartmentalize. Com- can't say that decompartmentalize. That's quite difficult to say. But anyway, um, and <laughs> and a different aspect. So like my Instagram is full of social media stars. It's full of reality televisions. It's full of all these different things. But it's also full of travel. It's full of metal, obviously. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. full of all these different things, some, um, like, Italian food, like, all, all these different things. Mm-hmm. But, so I don't look at it and think, oh, my God, I could look, I could be her, or, oh, my God, I wish I looked like her. Yeah. I don't want, I don't look at that and think that. But when I think of myself as a 13-year-old, I 100% know that that's exactly what I'd be thinking. Yeah. Because it's not a case of I'm looking at it thinking, oh, I wish I looked like her, because obviously I do. Like, obviously I do. I watch all the the crap programs and I think, oh my God, this is just... But I don't get myself into a lull about it because there's so many other bigger things going on in the world. Yeah, because you're grown up. But it took me until now to be able to do that. But you've got all these kids that are getting that flung at them when they're so young and it's weird if you don't. So of course they do. And yeah. it's just, I think that that's going to feed into another generation. And, and I've, I've only, yeah, I've only just embraced my weirdness, Vicky. I feel like I've been fighting it my whole life but, because that was just the, that's just where we grew up. Yeah, like, it's to, to not be weird. Yeah, was the best thing you could be. <laughs> but it's just, 
it's taken till now it's taken for you to go out and experience the fact that you know you're a very strong person you know you can go to the other side of the world by your complete and utter self and <laughs> not know anyone and come oh. out thinking you know what I'm okay with that and yeah. I think it's taken till now to be able to do that it does come with age they do say that like oh, they've yeah. said oh, that absolutely. for years but I think maybe and I'm- I feel like a fine wine I think women are changing it I think men are getting worse as they get older and we're starting to get better yeah it used to be the George Clooney type scenario know, but it was but- always just to look at wasn't it like nobody said a conversation uh, yeah, he probably didn't get more interest no. in as he got older I mean, do you think I, can we not talk because I like George Clooney can we not bash him right, okay. who else I then? don't know some other arse <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah I think women have got the ability for the first time in human history that's why it's exciting to get better as the age like we're not confined and I've been you know kind of tossing this kind of thing but um the the traditional uh, path for a woman m- means that it, life can be very limiting, even if you think you can have it all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that you can have time. We can have more time to have more interests and get better at things. Like a lot of people that make men that made big discoveries in our last hundred or two hundred years were old spinster guys. Who never who never married? Ba- what are they called? Bachelors. Sorry, so much nice. <laughs> Bachelors um, who never married and probably had a weird relationships with sex anyway, and didn't have children, and then managed to come up with like amazing things. And I think that for the first time ever, women have got a higher percentage chance of doing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about. I that. think that. Also, I think we're now at the very kind of start. Well, it's not, I mean, it's been going on for a little while. And like, obviously, it's no secret that Meryl's my idol. And she's yeah. part of the, the Time's Up movement and all of this different stuff. Like, she's been fighting for women's rights for a long time. Time's Up is the, uh, um, it's an organization started in America for more of the celebrities, but it does come into different aspects of people's work of equal pay for, um, for women and men um and basically they're yeah. saying we're not going to tolerate it anymore we this is it we want to we want to figure this out we're also not going to tolerate the fact that men sexually abuse women they also like harass women all of this yeah. different stuff to try and get what they want and i mean i'm not saying in any matter shape or form that it happens in every organization yeah if you watch dinner ladies and uh uh what's the other one that i watched there's an inordinate amount of sexual innuendo and both of those things that would not be acceptable. No. Yeah. no. And that's not, that was in our lifetime, uh-huh. you know. But I think that, yeah, and, it was and this is it, like even if you you look back at, um, what are they called? Arnold, what is it, Arnold and Ernie? Ernie and someone? Arnold and Maybe Ernie. I made that up. I'm, I'm seeing him in his face and my head. Even. Tell me about it. What's it like? it's hard to I don't know my dad would know the one with the top hat glasses <sighs> um, are you talking about Markham and Wise mm, I don't know anyway but I can't I'll need to google it um, okay. I can't think of who it is but there's so there's so many inappropriate sexual in, in, innuendos that are against 
women and that is again in our lifetime but now moving forward people like Meryl I know that not everybody likes her I get it but that was Who doesn't like quite a lot of people including Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs> who does Donald Trump like that we like yeah nobody, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> hence why I troll him on Twitter I don't know much about him like since he came into office I have made a I've made a point of like not researching him at all because I find him very atrocious <laughs> and ugly do you know what it, it really fucks me off right I just, I can't stand the man. I can't like stand like him. I troll him. Because he needs to be told. Well, here Hen is about to tell him. Well, I'm telling him he can fuck right off and he can take his golf courses and get to fuck away from Scotland's I'm natural. I'm that. We've been, I'm still fighting it. We're still fighting it. Away from our landscape. Get to, like, just leave us alone. You and your orange small hands. To put the the balls to it because he is going to pay a lot of money to do it. It's his his ancestral home, he says. Aye, because his mum was born on Lewis. Really? (laughs) Apparently. I want proof. I'm not going to lie. Nobody that can can, can, create that could be even a hint of Scottish. I don't know. We're too legendary. So I'm... I'm, um, I'm doing a course on capitalism versus socialism, and Robert Owen was on it from New Lanark. That's just in the road. Did lines. I tell you that? Did I tell you? Yeah, this? you told me that you didn't. Yeah, he said, I was like, who else would I have told about it if it wasn't you? Um, and uh, I think, and quite often the Scottish uh, name comes up within, um, especially slaves slave owners so I think there was a lot of hideous Scottish people because they're they drove industry and they drove capitalism forward and you have to be a dick to allow that to happen I feel like capitalism is I know I don't want to get into this fight again but (laughs) capitalism requires a hierarchy and it requires there to be um exploitation essentially so yeah, Scottish people did lead that across the world by the looks of it. It's, the more I'm researching, the more, the more I'm seeing. But you know, it's, it's not, <laughs> it's not a, a good thing. I'm not, I'm, I'm not endorsing it. Um, so yeah, I think a Scottish woman could have made Donald Trump. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's the point. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. Because, yeah. and, and, and do you know what the most annoying thing is, right? I don't like anything that he stands for, but you can't argue the fact that he's actually a decent businessman. Yeah, but he's been bankrupt a lot of times. Like, I think he's just... And managed to get away with shitloads of debt. Like, yeah, he has no shame. Like, oh, he has 100%. Lit- if, he, if he had any shame, he wouldn't have a comb over as bad as it is. It's mental health issues. Like, the guy, I read, um, I watched a podcast uh what's the guy's name it's russell brand under the skin and the guy he interviewed was gabor some gabor g-a-b-o-r i've heard of him yeah he talks about trauma and addiction Mm. quite a lot he's like a forerunner on this trauma um trauma leads to addiction uh idea this theory and i think in that particular one actually he talks about trump being a um like a prime example of a trauma victim because 
everything that he does is very skewed and his complete delusion of himself and the world around him would be classed as like severe mental health issue like if he was to be tested properly Mm -hmm. for an institution like I mean we've got a couple of friends that work in that kind of industry um industry and mental health and um I suppose it'll be an industry soon and um and that the kind of stories that I hear from people like that and they're talking about the like I don't I don't I, I mean I'm I understand like believing something that isn't right or whatever isn't true or like having like a vision or you know a dream but that's some that's sometimes people's like full life is like living in these hallucinations mm-hmm. and I believe that's what he is that's what he's doing yeah I, I think there is some aspect of that I don't think anybody could take that away from from no. that because he he literally thinks that he is the best choice for the job that he is in which is just as well which is the as though that's a strange one like because body dysmorphia is oh it's a massive thing only present when someone i mean he he's got the confidence of a of a george clooney he really believes that he's good looking well he's had a lot of people a lot of women throw themselves throw themselves at heart at him because of the money because it, he never once thinks it's because of the no. money it's not because delusional be completely and I do think there is an aspect of some sort of dysmorphia yeah other than being um, the c word you know you know the people that get addicted to suntan beds like sunbeds yeah. fake tan yep. they don't think they're brown anymore and I've, I've done it myself like when I've been away for a while I'm, and I'm like come back <laughs> and I'm like oh yeah I'm, I'm not looking so tanned and they're like, yeah, yeah. But for, for me, I'm not. Yeah, because two weeks ago, I, I know, but then you stand next to Peely Wally Vicky. <laughs> I was photos for uh, our friends, Hendry. Uh, <laughs> I'm like a wee orange glow compared to all of you. Still blue. <laughs> and then I was, I was like, Jesus, I'm losing this tan fast. And then when we got the photos back, I'm like, bloody hell, I was all right. When we got the photos back. <laughs> <laughs> but remember we had to wait for I know, I know. nostalgia <laughs> two flashies <laughs> get him on people oh, and get him but he really does believe that he's a normal colour and that his hair's okay like that and when you're in a position like that no one around you tells you that you're you're not well maybe I'm needing to become his advisor because we Serious. Get some short, sharp truths in him. Like. <laughs> it's more than that. Oh, I just, I don't like the man. And I'm somebody who do. I, I'll bat for the underdog until I'm blue in the face. Yeah, but he's not an underdog <laughs> and never has been. He's just an arsehole. There's nothing about him that's underdogish, and like, I'm, I'm just baffled by my mind allowing myself. I, I think about all the weird shit that they, as a family, must do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, imagine what Christmas must have been like for those kids. She is like a stone, actual physical stone, <laughs> and that one, you know, like, I mean, I don't know. If you're talking about like a secret pedophile ring, <laughs> I'm going to say that that son is in one. That's for sure. Oh, his eyes are far too close together. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, it's the, it's the anti-posh in me, but um, anti-elitist. I just um, slightly moving on from conspiracy theories uh, to move to more conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, I googled uh, people who are capitalising on coronavirus earlier. Well, that will have been joyous for you. Well, I didn't get too far into the rabbit hole, but um, it's because I was very annoyed about this PPE situation yeah. where uh, NHS England have decided to tell suppliers not to supply uh, Scotland, Northern Ireland well, and Wales. Yeah, it's the it's the Health Secretary of England. I don't know, what is it, Chief Medical, whatever he is. I, I, yeah. I don't actually know what the title officer, is. I, I know because I know chief that we've medical. got a chief, a chief Medical Officer, but I don't know if it's different for them, like Westminster. Their their guy has said we're not supplying anyone else. Yeah, we look after England basically. So, I mean, I haven't, I didn't get down that rabbit hole really, apart from being outraged. I, but I, I have. I know. Is there suppliers in Scotland? Is there suppliers in Wales? Is there suppliers in? Because we're we're supposed to be better together, right? So, uh, well, no, we're not. We never, we we have never been um, with with this actor, and I don't want to get into um, my view of politics because I know that it's not everybody's um, view. But I did vote yes for independence. I still stand by this day that we would be better as an independent country, um, and I think by having that as a headline will really wake up a lot of people who maybe think that no was the right. Um, vote just to play devil's advocate here but if if there is no supplier for PPE in Scotland and we were an independent country then where the hell would we get them oh because we'd be part of Europe we'd be part and Europe, of Europe was Europe. sharing all yeah. that sharing all that sta- supply stash that they had with us but no Brexit means Brexit, Brexit means Brexit but no I think that um, I mean there's different I mean Germany have out, out said that they would supply um, Scotland with I think it was ventilators it could be PPE as ventilators, well yeah. um, but you know there was that aspect of it Germany said that about Scotland not not England so oh really mm-hmm. um, Very nice. because basically Scotland voted to remain in the European Union and by and by a, a vast majority so they what were we like 68% mm-hmm. or something yeah uh-huh. so um that, that, I hope that, that democracy terms is fucking massive. It's massive in comparison to it's our population. Massive. Like that, that, I mean, yeah. that's massive. But um, yeah, so I think that. I, I, sorry, I kind of stole stole your thunder a little bit, Not but um, I, I do think that um, that that in itself is just outrageous and it's shocking. And basically, have said, well, you know your NHS staff and that's for Wales as well and Northern Ireland. Yeah, Northern Ireland. Um they're not they're not as important as those in England. And that is just absolutely disgustingly appalling. Agreed. It just really is. The thing that I Googled was capitalizing on coronavirus yes. and the first thing that came up was Alex Jones. Now I don't know if you know who Alex Jones is, Vicky. But he's a mad raving lunatic from America, and uh, he th- what's some of his most famous things that he said? Frogs are making people gay, something like that. Something about frog hormones in the water was making people gay. He's a avid Trump supporter. Obviously, um, I think so. On his website, the thing that made me laugh the most on his website. 
you can buy like survival supplies. So like I think he's like a kind of a doomsday prepper anyway. Um to be honest, he's that disgusting to watch that I haven't sat down. He's been on Joe Rogan a couple of times mm. and I think I watched the first one and there was a couple of other ones that he was on something else that I was like, right, I should and I should watch this just to, to see what the guy's mm. like. But he's just so hard to listen yeah. to. Um but yeah, he's essentially got like a survival supplies on his website and he's like price gouged them he's like bulk, he's got bulk food supplies at that he's like put like peddling from a website um and he tweeted out that we shouldn't trust bill gates uh bill gates has funded this virus and that this virus is um man-made now bill gates has like almost single-handedly wiped out polio there, but like, this is it. Nobody, no, yeah. A lot of people don't <laughs> realise that he's actually doing these things because everybody just thinks that Bill Gates is a computer guy. He's trying to make um, what was the other thing? Like a, like a, like a, a standalone toilet as well for Africa, which would be literally revolutionary. Uh, that's it as um, well. Like the guy from uh, the Dyson guy. Uh, I don't. I can't yeah, remember his name. Tory, yeah, just remember. Just remember, he's a Tory. I, I understand that, but he, <laughs> he's making a ventilator. You know? Yeah, but Vicky, so here's my, so I, right. So I, I used to think that Dyson was my dream job, and I've interviewed for their internship program. I worked with them in Sydney. I was like buzzing about it, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, he's a dick. There was other, so they couldn't Dyson couldn't fulfill the needs of the order. Mm. Other companies had put their hand up and said that they could. And the Tory government said, well, no, we're going to wait on the Dyson. And the Dyson, so we're still waiting. So there was other companies. Again, there was something else about chemicals. Or, maybe buy a different Hoover. Yeah, well, my mum's got one and all. She's got the one, the, the little sort of uh, one for the car. Mine's is a cordless one. It's good for the laminates. But the vax for the normal every day and she's really enjoying it. She got a new one just before Christmas. <laughs> um... But I remember, like, at one point in my sister's life, like, she wanted a, a Dyson. That was what she wanted for Christmas, you know what I mean? It's a, it, should be, it should be a luxury purchase. I used to really appreciate that brand. Well, I'm lot. wanting a Dyson hairdryer, and now I'm like, oh. I did the adverts for them in Australia. That's what I was doing there. <laughs> um, but the other f- funny thing about it, oh, fuck it, I'm going to tell them. Um, I no longer work for any of the but this matters to um, there So I was working for the Sydney office and we were doing the adverts for the hair dryer for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And we got given the, gl- we had to get in touch with it. They, they didn't have any designers in-house, like for the actual graphics team. They were all from the same agency. And we had to get the assets from the global asset collection and like none of them were cut out, right? Every single one of these adverts looks pretty much the same. Like, I mean, there's a brand guideline for each product. So to someday somewhere in that, in the vast global amount of offices that they've got has cut out those pictures. I know it seems trivial, but, you know, to do a good job and to make it look like it, it, it is going to be on the, the background that they've chosen. Someone's already done that, but rather than share those assets, they just shared the flat files with ever. So we had to do, we had to do redo work that had absolutely 100% been done before. And it's that kind of shitty 
um, an efficacy that really pisses me off. Yeah. Like, so I had a shitty thing of today with a delivery driver. My laptop died, RIP Mac. RIP. Um, but I had to order a new one. And I got, it was not, it's not supposed to come till Monday, but I got an email saying that it was, it had been delivered at like lunchtime. So I'm like downstairs checking around, like it's definitely not being delivered. Uh, just by chance, there was a Hermes man on the street at the time and my mum started speaking to him and he came in and he phoned his boss for us and we kind of broke social distancing a little bit because he passed me his phone so I could talk to his boss and all that kind of thing. Um, but he sort he helped me like sort it out. It turns out that the guy had just put in the wrong um, tracking code. So I had the wrong tracking code. I was getting emails oh, for, okay, someone for someone else's parcel. Right? Right. But... Um, it took a little bit of like one figuring out, but at the same time, the guy was telling me, like the Hermes guy, he's like, sometimes I get parcels that have gone like all the way up here, but they're actually supposed to be down there, mm. or um, or we'll get parcels that will go through like six or seven different English depots before they come here. I just, I just don't understand how things can be so inefficient. Like, I know there's human error and everything, right? Yeah. But, like, I believe that AI is going to change the way that we work. And I'm hoping that human error gets removed by computers soon enough. I think there's so many jobs that can be get that can get replaced. I know, but then what's everybody going to do? Do things like this. Yeah, I suppose. Like... People used to laugh at me when I said that this is what everyone's life should be more like. Like, everyone's life should be more like mine. <laughs> and like I've always been that, and like in the way that, um, that I like I want I want to do things that are like for my basic survival and mental health needs. Like I want to draw and paint and cook. And but I think that comes dance. down to if you're a creative person or not. And I mean, there is aspects of different parts of the brain are more advanced than different people. So that like if you're yeah. a left hand or a right handed brain, like how yeah. that works with because like your pleasures, your you know drawing and creative outputs and things like that aren't necessarily the same for other people who maybe enjoy sports or something like that yeah I've got the time though and I think like even people who are right-handed brains will have things that they'd like to do as well um if if given a little bit more time but that's what it is and I think that I'm hoping anyway and there's a lot of things that I'm hoping that are going to come out of um coronavirus the lockdown time not the actual virus itself but um yeah. <laughs> i think that it, it, yeah <laughs> i think that it will change people and looking at what's actually important in life and time yeah. is definitely one of those i mean I'd, i i know that working until 10 11 o'clock at night from eight o'clock in the morning no longer appeals to me and I'm not even at the top of the tree in my career I'm not there and I I, I don't I just don't think that that's actually a productive way to live your life we don't know if we're going to get to do this again I mean I don't know I'm I'm hoping I'll come back as a cool animal I'm hoping this is my last yeah I, I don't think I've been well I might have been here before once I don't know but we would try and get like a regression guy. I met yeah. a guy, a Scottish guy, when I was in Sydney, um, and that's he did re- regression I think therapy. I would like that. I would like to know if I've been here before. Do you believe it? Do I believe it? 
regression therapy? I don't know. Stephen Fry, that, no, that's what Billy Connolly's wife does. Right, phone her. Get her on the she, She'll be in, no, they'll be in New York, I'd imagine. <laughs> I don't like New York here. You would, no way do they live here. They've got a house here. Aye. For tax purposes. Uh, don't, don't take just Billy Connolly away from me. Just to own our land, that's it. <laughs> You're very, like... Scottish tonight, okay. <laughs> it's because I'm. Do you know what I'm reading? I'm reading why the Scots should rule Scotland. I'm doing a, I'm doing a, capitalism a capitalism course, socialism course, and I'm reading a book on future politics. And Scotland like wrote a lot of modern day law. Um, David Hume. It's because we're legends. Scots law is like sets the precedent. Aye. So, I mean, there's who, a reason they call it Scotland Yard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. I have no idea if that is Me it. Me either, but, but we're going to roll with it. <laughs> um, some other things on mental health, Victoria. What do you think? Well, that- I've got skin, I wrote skincare routine down here because it's actually it's something I'm doing now to break up my day that I used to hate again doing I think that's coming with age like I ordered a gel moisturizer <laughs> these wow. things wow are revolutionary I made, my, I made my own clay face mask yep like these things but delicious, honestly, makes you want to eat behind it. all of this it's the the self-care aspect like that I think that is you think that people in their 20s are not are not at the same point as I us. Think they Do you are think now? they are phones and that they are like texting their pals and that they don't really feel the need to like occupy themselves the same way that we do? I think now, yes. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to look at me as a 20 year old in comparison yeah. to a 20 year old now. And I know there's only 10 years difference, but. That 10 years is massive. You now have yeah. people who are a lot younger than me that are advocating and promoting different skin cares and they all think that they have to look amazing to go out on nights out. Like your eyebrows have to be on before you can enter a club. Like all that different kind of thing that we did have, but not to the extreme that's there now. Because you're nowhere near to the Yeah. And I mean, I, I know what I'm like myself. Like, I've been on web camera two days this week and I've had to have my full makeup on for me to feel okay. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that there's a lot of younger people that are feeling that way. So I think that yeah. they are maybe taking time. I would like to hope that they're taking time to do a face mask, to maybe do some like um, hair mask, things that they wouldn't normally do. But I do think is is important for young women and uh, and some men that they take time to just look after their skin, their hair, nails. Like I, I did my nails yeah. the other night just to as a distraction yeah, and right. something to make me feel good. It's not nobody else is going to see them, but no. I see them. So I think self care is definitely some something to get to get through to make yourself feel good for a little half hour. Yeah, if that's all it takes, then that's that's what it takes. I mean, I've a bath is one of my mm-hmm. favorite things. I love a bath. Yeah, that's a bath. We have a bath here, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's just having that, you know, ability to go through there, water roasting, 
lie there for an hour. Mm. You don't even need to do anything. Don't even like read a book. Don't listen to music. Nothing. Just the water. Oh, I need a bit of music in the I bath. I love a bit of music in the bath. But I've got a bath time, work time playlist. Do you want me to share yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. With you? But um, I think just having that little time, even with your thoughts, it can completely change your mood. Mm-hmm. Completely, because I'm an overthinker. I, I do have the train of thought going through my head all the time. It doesn't ever switch off. It is like a radio. It's completely cliche in the aspect of any time you ever go to any sort of person who's either trying to help you with your mental health or you you Google something about mental health, you'll hear this. The fact that you have a radio station in your head, it can't be turned yeah. off. That is actually a thing. <laughs> so... I wrote about it last night. Do you want me to read you? I was just getting up. I'm journaling a little bit. Again. That's good. Um, I wrote, mental health is strange. It's a state of being that is always present. And though you, through your whole life, it is your inner monologue and you, it's your identity and you have to, oh, what's that? My handwriting's atrocious. Oh, it spans your whole life. I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, pers- perspective is never easy. That's what I wrote. Perspective is never easy. Bridget, Bridget Jones type scroll. Um, but that inner monologue thing is something that I find really funny because a lot of the time you're not able to see that it's that it's detrimental or it's wrong no. or it's not normal or like. For me, at least, I have enough. Com- I've always had enough confidence to believe that everything that was going on in my head was right. Mm-hmm. But and when you think about it, you are trained, and maybe this is getting a wee bit too deep. But you are trained from a really very young age to believe to do what you are told to do. So yeah. whether that's by a parent, um, a guardian, a teacher, you know, a bus driver, yeah. whatever. You're you're trained literally from as as long as you can actually physically remember things that you've always been told to do things a certain way. So mm-hmm. you having that inner monologue is built from that kind of way of oh, thinking. Yeah. So why wouldn't you believe what goes on in your head, even if yeah. you don't have it? I mean, I don't have. I, I'm a lot more confident now than I was, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that I'm the most. I mean, I do have a, a persona that I can get to make myself feel good, be confident in that mm-hmm. aspect, speak to whoever I need to speak to, but I need to gear myself up for that. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't think that me having the the amount of confidence in myself that I do, it would allow me to think any different of the fact yeah. that my head isn't actually telling me things that are detrimental to me. It's just, it must be right. Because that's yeah. everything that I've been told to do has been right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a practice to start questioning. Like I've done yeah. it recently with little things, um, like red lipstick, for instance. Mm-hmm. I told myself that I don't wear red lipstick, that it didn't suit me for a long time. Like I told myself mm-hmm. that. Like I think I tried it once, it was on my teeth. It was. It came off too quickly. It smudged or whatever, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I just I don't wear red lipstick anymore." And then I got one. Remember, yep. I got one. I'm like, "Jesus, yeah, I suit this." Mm-hmm. But it's those little things where I'm like checking in with myself more and more as the years yeah. go on as to why I'm holding certain opinions so strongly, or like, is there a reason for, or has my reasoning changed? Like, I don't think when you're in that early twenties place that you ever stop to think 
why do I think that? No, you don't. And you can, you look at that from different aspects as well. Like, again, probably, it's it's difficult, I'm going to do it again, but when you look at politics, you are told what, I mean, you are told what they want you to believe. They're not telling you everything. I mean, and this only started like before Brexit and all that kind of stuff. I really got into um, politics because the referendum referendum before um, Brexit, all that kind of stuff, because I wanted to know what was actually going on. I was sick fed up of hearing snippets on the news or seeing it on the internet and believing that. When actually, that's not what happened. And like one of the most revolutionary moments was something had been said in Scottish Parliament that I'd watched in a like they they televised Holyrood on a mm-hmm. on a Thursday, um, and I had I know the guy with the lighting. I had <laughs> what? Uh, my college, uh, my uh, architecture uni lecturer did the lighting in Holyrood. <laughs> did they? So the, the light, yeah, all the lights are. You've every member of parliament's got two lights on That's them. Pretty he impressive. But it, it's televised, and it was there was oh, a point yeah. that was actually raised, and um, I, I would I would misquote it if I was to actually quote it, and I was like, all oh, right, okay, and then not even not even an hour later. BBC yeah. News came on and they completely twisted it and yeah. it was made out as if they had said something in a detrimental way yeah. and I'm it's like always BBC News that cracked it for me during the referendum, referendum was I massive remember, yeah I was in that flat uh, at Meadowbank with the balcony yeah. and sat were me and the flatmate at the time are sitting in the living room and you know Edinburgh was full of yes flags everywhere mm-hmm. like and windows like you'd never seen before I'd never seen that before in my lifetime yeah. um, and like the support was clearly yes and on BBC News for that half hour just why we were watching it because I never watched the news but why it was on was it's like actual it was a blow to the heart because they went to like two different no rallies and there was like the pretense, yeah, the pretense of them being a crowd there, and it was like fucking really like eight people or something. But they made it look like it was more. There wasn't more. You could tell, but it was like they they didn't show any of what actually was going on. And I remember when Romania had an uprising. I remember thinking then like they had talked about how they were just sick of a biased media like feeding. And I remember thinking that was so distant and we were so lucky to live in the democracy we were in. And that was like years before, before the referendum, yeah. But years again, before, I mean, we're, we're just listening. And it did. Yeah, and we're listening to things that's telling us that it's a different way. And we are told to believe that. But you get to a certain age, and I suppose, it, again, it depends how interested you are in it and all that kind of stuff. Do you get to the start and you're like, wait a minute. No, this isn't right. And you start to question it. Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist is full of shit. It's full of very bad misinformation about the capitalist system. But it was my it was my cracking point. It was the first thing that I watched that made me go, maybe this is all bullshit. And why did I why have I never cared about it before? And I th- I, sp- I think we talked about it only the other mm-hmm. night. There, like you need it to crack like you need these conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. stuff and I'm a bit I'm a bit stressed because right now it feels like conspiracy theories are very normalized and like it's the cool thing to believe in them it's only cool if you do a bit of research and I don't mean just google a few things like 
I mean, like actually read papers and find like peer peer reviewed studies on the fact that you're saying is fact. Mm. Um, but the the zeitgeist for me was the first thing that made me understand that I needed to have a more critical thinking attitude to life because I didn't have before and I was just coasting through not thinking about it. It gave me a sense of purpose. I gave I felt like I knew something that other people didn't. But in the same respect, I didn't know shit because the zeitgeist is full of crap. Um but it says things like I don't think you've watched no, it, Vicky. Um I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not, but I think there's a couple of them, but it's essentially like it talks about how money is slavery, which debt, debt is slavery, but the creation of money is means creation of debt, right? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But actually, when you think about it, of course it does because we can't have one without the other. And, you know, they're like, it's just very, it was, it's very well made, not like visually, but um, in terms of like, pointing out some major flaws in the capitalist system um it really really shakes the boat and it was the first thing that I'm like Jesus Jesus Christ and I have never really started thinking about this and then I think fast forward a few months and there was the seven seven no not seven seven sorry I'm talking shit the French shootings in Paris parachute and this was like the penny had dropped there was stuff going on that I didn't know about and I was determined to start finding out. And But from there, like, I've not only become more sceptical, but it's made me become more sceptical of, like, the world as a whole because when you actually start down these rabbit holes, it's easy to yeah. go, this is terrible and that's terrible as well. But when you st- I've, I've hung about with those people and they think everything's intrinsically linked. Yep. So one conspiracy leads to the other conspiracy and proves the next one and proves yeah, the one after that. Yeah, it does become a little bit... Uh, <laughs> it, it's too, there's too many f- leaps of faith in order for that to happen. But if you're already starting to think like that, then it won't take a little... It only takes a little more pushing to start believing that actually you've got the ability to, to question this rationally like we're really lucky we're all educated to a high degree like Scotland's one of the first ones actually that's a nice thing that came out of my Scotland why Scotland Scots your real Scotland mm-hmm. book is that um the actual lower classes were some of the first in Europe to be educated in, in Scotland especially over England and definitely over mm-hmm. Ireland um, because we had it wasn't nobility or religion that provided education mm-hmm. So we had state education before anybody else. Okay, it's not women, right? But I know, know but I was out. At least I was out working. <laughs> but like we we are a, a, we are able to have literate conversations and have conflicting points in our head at the same time, and we are in the position that we have access to the information, like. Peer-reviewed journals are free. Scientific papers are free online. If you message a scientist, they will give you that paper willingly. They'd be buzzing to mm-hmm. do it. You know, so the studies are out there and there's no reason why getting into conspiracies can't make you become a critical thinker. Yeah, but I think, I, just, I think, well, again, 
I hope <laughs> out of it, a lot of people will start to 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 really look at what's going on in comparison to what they, they are being told. And I hope that's across all aspects. And I hope that that comes into the mental health side of things as well. And that you actually do start thinking, you know, maybe that's just maybe that's just a thought that I'm having. Not that's definitely the truth. Yeah. But someone brought it up with me the other week there, and it was maybe my brother or something. Nah, I don't think it was my brother. I can't remember. Um, someone brought it up with me just saying that um, like they're v- really happy that we live in a time where mental health is actually less of a stigma. Yeah. I mean, there's. I think there's still some sort of stigma yeah. surrounding it. Yeah. Um, a lot more. A lot... Uh, uh, again, it's just a different... I, I could try and... I, I class them as, as different... Uh, um, disorders just because people that are experiencing depression and anxiety as a small kind of part of their life in comparison to people who have dealt with it for a long period of time both are equally as important equally there should be no stigma around but when you've got somebody that's been suffering for a long time to get them to believe that it's not a stigma it's really difficult yeah yeah. Um, and it's it's really hard to look at how yeah, and I guess you would fit. in conditions have like more of a stigma. Like if you're schizophrenic yeah. or bipolar, yeah. that's got a bit. It's got a hard harder ring. ring to it. And like obviously we do we anxiety. yeah we deal with those kind of things and within my industry and you get a different insight of it you speak to doctors and all those different things that are actually experiencing patients that are going through these kind of things. It's it's interesting um mm-hmm. and it's again something that I'm hopeful will change because you know even language is such a huge thing about it because I mean we we see that politics is based on language mm-hmm. as well like there's certain buzzwords that uh, a, a friend of ours a friend of mine sorry was talking about it the other night they're like what what words have you learned since the <laughs> since the lockdown I'm like I'm Somebody said uh, unprecedented. Unprecedented. What's the other one? Um, definitely, we've heard a lot more about antibodies than we normally would have. Yeah. Um, I got into an argument on Facebook. Not even an argument. I had to like <laughs> t- call someone out on Facebook about antibodies and vaccines. Uh, don't. Um, I mean, I'm I'm in a quite. It's quite a popular group within our um, our industry that quite a lot of people are on. Um, yeah. And there's loads of loads and loads and loads of comments about people about the fact where's the anti-vaxxers now. <laughs> Like, yeah. where are they? I mean, where are they going to go when, it, when it's time to queue up? They're going to go off the, the edge of the bloody flyer. That's where they're going to go. <laughs> no, they'll just be cutting about waiting for chemtrails to go past so they can start pointing them out to people. Oh, it's so, it's so funny. Like, um, So uh, I don't really want to drop names because I love this person, but there was a person that I've met in my life who... Um, is actually a genuinely perfect human being, but every conspiracy was was interlinked. And like mm-hmm. they pointed out chemtrails to me, they had salt lamps everywhere. Uh, the queen was a lizard, <laughs> and aliens are true. David Ike is the guy who said that queen is a lizard. Is <laughs> she's a reptilian person, uh, a reptilian alien that's coming as hiding as a. I think him and Alex Jones are pretty friendly, but apparently he's got some. Alex Jones, uh, sorry, David Icke has got some really 
poignant discussion topics on coronavirus and I think he's pros I didn't watch them again I need to just protect my bubble at yeah. the moment but um but I will in the future just to catch up that's the beauty with the internet isn't it um but he uh, apparently said he's he's linking coronavirus to 5g these are all it's all the same thing yeah it's all the same I mean there was there's so many rumors flying about different different part, uh, social media platforms about that and how this is a plan all along a, ma- a man-made well, weaponized no, you know, <laughs> again weapon. talking about my most favorite president in the whole entire oh, yeah yeah is now plowing money into finding um out if China has made this virus I, I mean <sighs> He's ploughing taxpayers' money into finding out if... What's he doing, though? Sending around a PI? He's like, what what are they they physically doing? I I don't know. I didn't look into it because I was that flabbergasted. I'm like, is there no other things going on in the world right now? But, I mean, again, whenever I see his name, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing now? Somebody take the phone off him. Just take the phone off him. Yeah. Do you think he's got a phone or do you think he's got an iPad? I think he's got an iPad. I think he's like a very old man that holds like it that. like out in front of him. I'm, yeah. I'm holding it like... Holds it out in front of him and like has his head tilted up I bet he uses a stylus and all. Oh, no, he doesn't use I think a he stylus. Might. A bit, a bit. On his golden no, toilet. Okay. I think he's like... <laughs> 100%. If he dies on the toilet, are you going to be just the happiest woman in no, the world? No, because I'll be fucking raging because that's how Elvis died. Eating a, Eating burger. a burger on the toilet. And that's probably how Trump will die. In an and an But I'll just, I'll just be really annoyed. If he dies in the office, I'll also be very annoyed. Yeah, I said that. Like, please don't Nobody make him shoot him because we don't want to remember him. Nah. <laughs> I can't be. I cannot believe how much of my time this evening I've spent speaking about that man. <laughs> um, do you want to do a push-up challenge with me this week? Well, is it one? Uh, well, you can work your way up. I'm aiming for five. Five push-ups. I could do that. Let's do five a day. Okay. <sighs> nice. 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 No, I want to start to do. Um, resistance um uh, i sent my parents out for a kettlebell but they came up trumps <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> yeah there wasn't uh, any a water one coming from a while away well we'll get you sorted i mean just just um just like what do you call it curl beans yeah, there's can there's cans of beans. There's tin there's big like there's bags probably of dog like food a beans. frozen leg joint of lamb in one of the freezers that you can hang up and start <laughs> punching like rocky. <laughs> 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 That'll be you in the back. It's uh it's apparently very good for a PC voice, so the weight the weight's resistant training. I honestly love this guy, the Australian, Australian guy. guy. Changes your life. I mean, I know. I, I don't know, even know if is he single. No, he's married. He is up there. Yeah, he's a great, great, great guy. guy that decided that 
you know, a, a lot of people that are, again, hearing information from doctors about PCOS, which is um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, for, for those who don't know, um, I, I just was like, well, no, you can't just send them home with either birth control or metformin and be told to get on your way. Yeah. That's not okay. We need to find out more about this. And he decided to go and find out more about it. And he's just amazing. Like, amazing. Um, and I suffer from PCOS. So he's a great communicator. Like, he it's just, just breaks great it down listen. into the scientific facts, but makes like everybody be able to understand it. Yeah. He's having a conversation with you about it rather than like lecturing yeah. you. And I think science communication. Again, because we're so bloody literate, I think it can fall into the hands of like someone like me <clears throat> because of the Sidey project I'm doing. I'm getting to write about conditions I would never have known mm-hmm. about. I'm doing research. Okay, yeah, sometimes I, f- I found that people who suffer and that are in these communities sometimes can like be quite preachy about it if you like word it not correctly or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think unscientific community being able to like understand and digest and then tell people scientific information is the way forward for science. Yeah. I think they so, need, like making it understandable. The facts yeah. are there. It's not their forte. And, yeah, it's not and there's a bridging gap between yeah. um, designers and communicators and the scientists mm-hmm. because I think we can, that, that would, that, that would be my dream job one day. Like genuinely, I've talked about it with enough people. I've met biologists on night out, nights out. I've met neurobiologists. I've met physicists, and I've told them every one of them the same. Like, tell me the best thing that you've ever done, and I'll make a poster for it, or I'll I'll get make a leaflet. And like, there's ways to discuss it. I mean, in some respects, it's a it is your actual job. Um, is kind of getting these things together. But I think there's like we're missing the artistic part of it. I think there's there's ways that it could be done better, um, especially for harder indications um, and and different diseases that are really difficult to understand and you are relying on a doctor to tell you what's going on. Um, And I don't think it always has to be that way. Um, The way that we glorify products, we can glorify scientific information, I think. Well, yeah, that's... Again, on the other side of this, I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people's priorities will have changed and time, um, and that comes down to time on this earth, will matter mm-hmm. more. A lot of people will want to be here and understand, do you think that we could do it? Do you think we should move to Mars? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Might want to try and figure out how we're going to get yeah as long as we don't bring Trump I'll be fine with it <laughs> I don't think he'd want to go no because he'd I see me he'd... on it and be like oh no there's that jelly bean street yeah no I'm getting after it I'm not gone unpack the hold bags. me back hold me back <laughs> um the other really nice thing that I read today, there's a girl I follow on, women I follow on Instagram called Erica Hart, mm-hmm. and she's like a double mastectomy uh, survivor. And she did a nice thing today where her and her partner are having emotional check-ins, but they don't actually fix or give advice on anything. They just 
both say how they're feeling and then just but don't listen to each other don't need, yeah exactly <laughs> only give advice or try and offer a solution if it's requested i like that i think that, I, I really like that i yeah. think that because i do it it's my default mode is to like start saying well i would do this if yeah, i was you have you thought you are a fixer I, we've we've kind of spoken about that before thought. like you are one of life's fixers and that's a fantastic aspect to have and kind of the, one of the best people to be but it's difficult to Thanks. to then Thanks, <laughs> no bother. it's difficult to to step away from when when you know if I'm going off yeah. on one about something that's happened and you're like right okay Vicky let's do this that the next thing sometimes that's yeah, not sometimes what I need and I can say to you because yeah. we are really good friends like I can say okay yeah. know the day you know mm-hmm. and but not everybody's in that fortunate situation and I think in this little pressure cooker that we all find in ourselves in, I think that's needed. Like, I could have kicked off at the eBay guy today because he made me... I mean, it was just by chance that I had the Hermes guy yeah. on the street. But you know, like, um, it's been delivered and it's been delivered to a business and all this kind of thing. And I'm like, well, it bloody has it. And has someone nicked my laptop, yeah. you know, as he's trying to scam me, I just didn't. No, because you do, because you like get, you, it's a very pressurised situation everybody's in. You're expecting the worst okay I was like well I'm gonna wait till Monday and see what happens and he was like oh I've given you the wrong tracking number I'm like oh well it's fine then cheerio have a good weekend <laughs> you know I, d- I don't want to engage no to ru- I just can't be bothered yeah. but yeah we all need that we all everyone thing. there was a poor guy from Vodafone phoned me yesterday trying to uh, save me money and I was like mate I only pay a tenner a month like you can't save me any money <laughs> and he was honestly so disheartened that he couldn't make a sale that day I mean he was willing to drop me to delete my get rid of my data on my plan and pay seven pound a month just to look like he'd done something in his day how bad must Vodafone be to work with if you have to like get a customer to pay less every month but they're yeah I'm I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the empath here and be like he's trying to make a living as well and he's he's probably coming off yeah, the commission he's, he's surely getting paid no but I would like, imagine he would then get commission on top of a sale I don't know and the month I don't know because I know he said to me you can go to seven pound a month and just get rid of your data and I'm like oh I need that data like I'm not always on wi-fi <laughs> I do go out and I'm not an emergency situation are they trying to, do you know what I mean are they trying to like hoard data back off of people like what's the script here because I felt like some nobody's winning out of this Vodafone must be in some aspect he genuinely sounded depressed well, I can imagine I said, he would no, be I'm, I'm alright with my I'm telling month, you mate. he's probably working off of a wage and then he'll get an extra commission on top of that so he's thinking yeah madness that's madness. It is madness. Uh, yeah. It's a kind of madness. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's that's the, the title. title, is it? Yeah. Well done. It, they haven't been coming as easy as that lately. No. But I don't think we've been in a good place until today. No, you're right, I think. It's... We had a perk me up at 10 o'clock last night for, for no, no apparent reason. reason. Other than, I don't know what the moon's doing. Oh, maybe it's because Venus is cutting about next to the moon. Yeah, which is going to look into a, a, turn into a smiley face. <laughs> yeah, let's not go with that as a title. <laughs> nah, too long. Too long. <laughs> but no, I think that, yeah. I think. 
it's a kind of madness. You're so proud that. of that. Yeah, it just came that's naturally. Totally that's nice. But I think it is like I think also, and I was speaking to someone today about it. I think everybody's now managed to make routines out of madness. Yeah, you know they're used to it now. Start, in quite, the novelty mode was in. How excited were we that first week? We were never off the Buzzing. phone. We were, I know, Buzzing. and now we're just like. And then the second week, it all comes crashing around you, and you feel terrible, and you're like, "Oh my god, what is life? <laughs> this is never going to end." Third week, number the third week, you've started to create some sense of normality. And you're like, do you know what? I don't normal. know if I want to go to, for it to go back it's to normal. Like it's yeah. okay. I'm I'm still and now <laughs> we're into the fourth week and we've got routine down. People are, you know, there's pasta back in the shops, there's toilet roll everywhere. And I think, yeah, we're just figuring it out. And I think that the adaptability of humans has came back <laughs> after yeah. many years. When, when you're talking about like traveling and stuff, Vicky, because you know this yeah. yourself, you adapt to the situation. Like you bend to move to whatever mm-hmm. happens because there's kicking off and you've you've all watched somebody in an airport mm. losing and they don't get on the plane any faster no and you're never or if it's a cancel flight mate you are not getting and on the next it. one just because you get out like no shut the just up. shut the fuck up and let the lassie do her job because she's got a home to go to and all yeah yeah so you just you realize that the, having resistance just doesn't work and i think that's the life lesson like that's that's the buddhist stuff like just be like water and i think humans on the most part are well able to do that yeah the people who are kicking off are the people that are worried that life is not going to return the people that are kicking off are the people who are hoarding toilet paper and that are rich people yeah and that think that that this is all going to go back to normal and that decide to to yell at supermarket workers because they don't get what they want and like those are the selfish people that are disposing of gloves and trolleys and that's disgusting honestly because i haven't been to the supermarket i haven't witnessed that absolutely yeah i did post about it and i don't think for one minute there's one person on my facebook that would be one of those people i don't keep that kind of company but yeah for for most people some well for some people they're wearing gloves to the supermarket i've done it myself um Mm-hmm. and just at the very beginning when all of this was very scary we didn't really know what was going on I don't wear gloves to the supermarket now I just carry hand sanitizer I didn't have any hand sanitizer when I was wearing gloves um, mm-hmm. but I do now so I don't bother with them because actually if you don't know how to use them properly you can end up spreading more germs absolutely like I watched I seen a picture of a guy holding a trolley <clears throat> with his with a glove in his mouth, yep. mouth holding his phone like a fucking and that's idiot. the thing like a lot of people are wearing to, uh, gloves in the supermarket they're like they're going in and getting their purse to to pay for their messages not taking the glove off so that person's then going back yeah. into the bag and like that bag's then gonna yeah. you know and on it goes they're not looking at it like that because you can't see it right but they're wearing these gloves around about the supermarket for whatever reason and I don't want to take that away from anybody because in some aspects again it could be for their personal health it could be for their mental health just to realize that this might make a difference but when I've seen I've seen it a few times the first time I was like Jesus this is ridiculous it's the fact that they're just disposing of gloves in a car park but that second time that I seen it when I 
I'd been to I'd been to three supermarkets that day, um, and I'm I'm not complaining in any sort of shape or form because I'm doing it to protect my parents. I'm doing it to protect others, mm-hmm. um, and they had left a, a pair of gloves and a and a trolley, and I, I was just I, I I kind of was like I didn't lose my shit. I remember laughing at the situation because I was just that disgusted that some selfish person would think that it's okay for, to do that because then they don't have to deal with the germs anymore. They're not thinking about the fact that somebody else is going to get that trolley. And then they're not thinking about the fact that maybe they'll get the, the next person will either dispose of their gloves or the supermarket worker who is isolating from their family so that they don't have to spread the virus. Hell, I had to remove their gloves. They, I mean, that could have COVID on it. It could also have, have other diseases on it that we can't see they are doing that and then maybe that person who's using the trolley next it hasn't been cleaned completely they get some loose items and one of them's you know falls onto that piece of the trolley and then they end up consuming that that food because they haven't washed it or whatever they don't think of the bigger picture and I'm just absolutely disgusted in the fact that somebody would think that that's okay and I can categorically guarantee they are the same people who will be out standing with all of us clapping for the NHS when they're downright disrespecting every single person that's ever going to tread through a hospital ever again yeah. and I get really annoyed about it and there's other there's other bits and bobs that are going on in the supermarket like today I was in the supermarket doing um, a run for my mum and dad there's a lot more people there um, than than what I'm used to, and this the social mm-hmm. distancing seems to be coming more of a. It's not as scary anymore <laughs> because it's going on for a longer period of time. But this is they, mm-hmm. they don't understand that this is the most crucial time because we could go back, we could go completely backwards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, to reopen too early is would literally be the downfall. Like if you're talking, I don't, I know that Trump's been talking about. Uh, opening up the country again to who I don't know because if everyone else is on bloody lockdown he's not paying <laughs> attention um, but um, in, in order to prevent it going a couple of weeks extra on this side means that we will give the literal best chance yeah. not just to, this, to the virus this week and next week I would say are the most two crucial weeks out of all of this yeah because there's yeah. no point. And we've done quite a lot of the hard stint. And this is it. Yeah. We're not actually being asked to do anything. We're not asked to be sent to war that might never see our families again. We all know, hopefully, God willing, that we will, well, whoever willing, that we will see our families again at the other side of this. People went to yeah. war and were never guaranteed to come home. Yeah, I don't understand what the bloody difficulty is. Just don't go out. If you have to go out, make it as like short a distance, like a short a time out as possible. We're going to pick our puppy up tomorrow. That that's important for mental health. It's <laughs> it's welfare for the dog as well because they're big now. Yeah, like, her paws are massive. I honestly can't that's wait. Exciting. But if if we don't take this dog, then that's it. Yeah. You know, like, they're on a farm. She's. It's not a breeder or anything like that. It's not like they have kennels or anything. It's just a farm. It's a farmyard dog. So 
um, that letter needs to go because that mum is going to be beyond our wits by this Aye. point. Because um, they are, we were supposed to pick them up at the start of the month, so like twelve days ago. Yeah, I mean that's so they're quite near, a lot. Yeah. A lot in puppy terms, and um, so they're absolutely huge. So that's our run tomorrow. We're leaving like super early. We've got a car full of PPE. Um, there's going to be no contact apart from I'm there to hold the dog. My mum's there to na- navigate, and my dad's driving. Nice. We're going to pack a lunch. Nice, but it'll not come to that. It, it's snacks yeah. in the car. Um, but it's a, it is a two-hour drive, so we're a bit nervous. Yeah. The Kennel Club said that it, it's a necessary journey. Yeah. Um, and you but know, I think that it's not, it's not a case of like you're venturing out for the sake of it. Like, no, we're going to leave as early as we possibly can in the morning, get to them at like maybe 8, 8.30 and be back home for like 11 so that you know, the pup's in the least distress. It's hard trying to get a pup for any length of distance anyway. So to do it in that kind of scenario is even worse. But, um, there, you know, if push comes to serve, we have to pull over and, you know, put her on a lead and sit with her outside. That's, like, the longest that we can be outside. That's what it feels uh, like. Um, I know, I know, I know. And you're probably yeah. really nervous about yeah. it and things like that. But you've got... My mum and dad certainly are because you know yeah. what they're like as people. But um, so, but he, there, there's little else we can do. Like someone sent me in Ireland, um, a man had claimed that he was going to pick up two puppies, but actually didn't have a driving license and drove away, like sped off, <laughs> and he got arrested. But of course he got arrested because he didn't have a fucking driving yeah, license. I think that's probably why. He, he was told because he didn't have a driving license. He was told to go mm-hmm. home. I mean, they're not going to automatically arrest you. Well, that's what I said. So, like, essentially, we've got, we're taking every precaution. You know, we'll, I'll be in the car. My dad will get out, drop the envelope of money down, move away. Someone will put the dog in the boot. Mm -hmm. I'll take it from the boot and bring it in the front. You know, it's, there'll be no contact. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Um, be worried about it. I know that, your parents will be I know that you will be as well to some extent because it does it because it's so drained and it's trained in us and what I was saying earlier is like you feel like you're doing something wrong because the policeman has told you not to make any non-essential yeah. journeys but I'm not that person no, I Vicky I, I think you can talk your way out of pretty much anything but I think that um, because I think people are reasonable if, if you're, you're reasonable, reasonable people are generally back. reasonable back yeah. yeah but I mean it's also looking at it's not like you're doing this every single day so if somebody's yeah if it gets to it I mean we've my mum and dad left the house for the first time in two weeks on Thursday to go shopping and you know get the puppy food Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing Um, I mean I'm still going out every week as well exactly so if we're doing it by quota none of us have been out I haven't been out for five weeks exactly my mum hasn't been out for two weeks my dad hasn't been out for two weeks so I don't even think it comes down to that I think it's just what they're looking at is how how things are put going to put stress on the NHS and that is people making non-essential journeys up north in particular because we're having good weather they get into a car accident an NHS person's well an ambulance service is going to have to deal with them they're going to have to be taken into a hospital and 
dealt with and that could be somebody that's dealing with a, a corona well, patient yeah, or that, a cancer patient or that's why they're worried because you know it's not going to happen it's a two-hour drive i know it's not going to happen but it's a two-hour yeah. drive well it's your potential of getting into a car accident is more than if you stay in the house for sure so um but it needs to happen or else this dog is exactly. going to die so <laughs> so so we're, we're it's going to be it. fab and I'm yeah. I can't wait <laughs> Kay's getting out of the house no no I'm not buzzing about getting out of the house at all I'm buzzing about seeing this little dog I'm buzzing that you're getting um, out of the house okay thanks I'm, I want, um, so there was a funeral procession mm-hmm. on the uh, in the village the other day there and I was out on the street for that nice. um, that's been it <laughs> That's what you're gonna for f- like five weeks. Oof. I don't. It doesn't bother me. Like I've I've lived in tiny little islands and I've hung out in little villages in Thailand and stuff like that, where I just did the same thing every day for like ten yeah. days. I think there's something about a creative person that can do that because you normalize all the other stuff around you because you're like you're varied in the stuff that you're doing like my work is always varied I'm jumping between reading and listening to books or painting or drawing or crocheting or you know so I think there's a part of me that really doesn't need the other if if I'm stimulated enough like that then I'm all right yeah I think that yeah yeah a routine. Mm-hmm. I'm not buzzing. I have no idea what I want to do when this. I know, but you're kind of. I. I'm. I'm more of. I have to do that to get me through, and that's what the the takeaway message from this podcast would be is. Yeah. To just do what you have to do to get through, and if that means yeah. drawing, if that means sitting watching the telly, if that means yeah. taking a bath, taking a walk, or sitting inside. Just do what you have to do to get through this. We're all doing it. We're all here. We're all making the yeah. sacrifice now so that we don't have to sacrifice later. We're protecting our NHS. There's no shame in not doing anything Absolutely either. Not. I had a hard and there's no guilt. You shouldn't feel guilt in not doing anything. I'm doing all the things that around the house that I probably wouldn't do <laughs> in a normal circumstance yeah. and that's distractions for me um it's given me a reason to get up and get out of bed it's given me the 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 sense of achievement that I'll probably feel with it at the end of it to know that I did something constructive with my time yeah. is beneficial for me but it's not necessarily beneficial for someone else and I think that just being okay with that is half the battle. Is is just yeah. you know being comfortable, knowing that you did your best to protect the NHS. That's all that matters. Yeah. And if that means sitting doing hee haw, drinking jammy red brew, then that'll do. Yeah, and also water. Definitely drink yeah. water. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a bit done, Vicky. I could do a stretch in my yeah. leg. My, I'm, I'm sitting cross-legged. I've been sitting cross-legged for You've been sitting weeks. cross-legged for all your whole life, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fucking chiropractor's ass. 
Um, I'm not gonna lie. I lo- I'm loving the squats. They make me sweat, but I really, I'm really enjoying them. I can do two minutes straight. How many? I Ten. don't know. I just, I can't. I'm, I'm filming myself for for One, form. Two, three. Nah, I don't do that. Nah. I just, I need to focus on my breathing. But I do two. I can do two minutes That's straight. Good. So like, I am. Um, I did a hundred and then fucked my back. Yeah, that's see, that's why don't we just do a minute of squats that, and five? But that's breaths. the thing; it's yeah. because I wasn't doing it right because I've got a, a um, funny shaped back. Apparently, it's one of the reasons that um, my gymnast career mm-hmm. could have been fan fucking tastic. But my dreams were dashed. Um, you've got weights, haven't you? I've only got like two and a half kilos at the moment. You need to buy flower girl. <laughs> I would be fear to burst the bag. You can't get flour for love nor money. Can you really not? Still, Jesus Christ. Um, I do have some big mayonnaise jars empty out there that I could fill. I get them. Bench press them. No, I just what I'm not. I'm just going to do it for squats. Okay. I'm not really enjoying it. I'm not. I'm not really wanting to like get a full exercise routine. I just. No, I, I can do usual yoga, and then I can add in squats at the end, and then I can do my press ups at the start, and that's enough. Do my press ups before I start doing anything. I'm just doing my normal breathing workout, like warm up. I come out with tons of steel. Because if I do that, if I do my press ups uh, towards the end, I can't do them because my arms oh, are tired. Fair play, mate. <laughs> So I just do them at the start. And then I do the squats at the very end before I jump I have to do one more on the on the fat arm side than the non-fat arm side. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's a hard life having... Quite like the, these are only like one and a quarter kilo weights, but they're actually quite good because I'm doing tricep dips. What's happened to you, man? You've been stuck in the house and now you've turned into a gymnophobe. I gave him a wee away. Oh. And I kind of wish I'd kept it. I don't actually know if it would have worked with that telly, but I'm sure at some point I must have had it on that telly. The PlayStation 1. But that's when I learned all the exercise that I know is from Wii Fit. I'm telling you. I used to to do it a lot, like, in a couple of old flats ago. I think that... um... Do you know what I'm actually really pleased about? The fact that I cancelled my gym membership. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Could buy a fucking car with that money. Trip to New York. Oh, wait a minute. Can't go anywhere. No, wait a minute. Um, Should we wrap up? Oui. Good timing, eh? No bad, no bad, no bad. That's, that's good. Um, so thanks for listening. Hope that you had a bit of a giggle with us. Um, hope everyone's doing okay at this time. Um, and it's really okay if you're not doing okay, if you're not being productive, if you're just being here and present. Um, you know, sometimes you can be the lifeline and sometimes you can give it. So yeah, we're really, really hoping everyone's doing okay. Um we just want to say thank you for listening and if you've got time uh chuck us a little review down on itunes that would be awesome uh yeah enjoy week four of quarantine and uh we'll speak to you soon thanks
Danke. You know how to play me like a fiddle. <laughs> What was that? It's a kind of madness. 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 Love it. Thank you.